The Jay Severin Show. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break, and at the worst possible time. Call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. I feel like a Willie Loman character saying this, but now that I realize I'm closer to the end of my life than the beginning, I, I all of a sudden these tales come pouring forth. But I remember like it was yesterday when the guy took me aside in Alabama and said, you know, do you, do you really know? I mean, I felt like I, when I went down there to make my presentation, now little did I know at the moment it was in the bag because, and again, I, I hope you find this stuff interesting because it's got to be brutal if you don't. But I wanted the job because I was still fairly new in the industry. I needed, you know, I needed the work. I mean, you know, it's a governor's statewide race. Either way, if I lose, I'm going to make money. And at least I I did my party a solid. You know, I was the kamikaze pilot. I was willing to do the race. So I didn't know. But you see, the the party also didn't, you know, Roger Ailes wasn't going to do it. And Roger was still doing that at the time. uh, And better than anybody else. And none of the big wigs in the party were going to do it. I was 24, years old. I mean, you know, and, and so I didn't know. They wanted me. I didn't know this. I mean, Lee Atwater said, we, we want you. And I said, okay, well, I'll go down and make the pitch. They didn't tell me that the, 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 the fix was in because they told, and this is how this works, the party says to the candidate, if they're a challenger, incumbents can do what they like in most cases, unless they're weak, unless they're looking like they're going to lose. But if you're a challenger, you do whatever the party says. And what the party said to, well, I want to be careful here. What the party often says to challengers is, here's the pollster you're going to use. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. This is the pollster. Yeah, but my brother-in-law, shut up. This is the pollster you're going to use. Here's how much he's going to charge you. Here's how much of it we're going to pay, i.e. most of it. Here's the media consultant you're going to use. Okay, that fix was in, I am I am later told. But when I made my presentation to them, I didn't know this. And I sat down in a room, I made my presentation in a side meeting, looked like a gymnasium, but a side meeting room, they called it. I don't know why there were basketball hoops and folding chairs, but... And, 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 and bleachers, but anyway, I, I, folding chairs and, and a blackboard, that's what they gave me. I asked for presentation equipment, which I assumed they would know would be, you know, a video recorder, things to show my commercials. What I got was a blackboard and a piece of chalk. And, and, I, and I walked in there, and when I tell you on my father's grave 
that a guy sitting in the first row of the folded chairs, like in the center of the first row, had on a white jumpsuit with the sleeves ripped off. He had tattoos, had ink all over. Now, you know, that's not uncommon these days, but we're going back to 1983 or something here, I think. And, and this guy was covered in ink, had an Elvis hairdo. He, was, he had a cigar stub in his mouth, and out of the other corner of his mouth, this is a true story, he was spitting chaw into a styrofoam cup. Now, anybody in the South, you think I'm making fun of you, I swear to you on my soul, I am not. But when sometimes life is like central casting, and this was one of those times. Now, what do I know? As I say, I'm still fairly new in the business, and I was dressed like a punk from Washington or New York. I had on my best, you know, Navy suit, my my my, my Brooks Brothers Navy suit, my wingtip shoes with the tassels. Are you kidding me? They probably wanted to break my neck right there. I felt like Sammy Davis Jr. showed up to do a concert for the Klan. I had like two, you know, like when, when Sammy showed up anywhere, he already had a couple things against him. He was black, he had one eye, and he was a Jew. Like, you know, he had a, he had a hole to dig out of with the audience to start with if he went downtown. I felt like I was Sammy Davis Jr. up on that stage. And I couldn't get two words out without somebody spitting chaw and saying, yeah, but what do you know about Bama? You know, and I really, it was, it was not comfortable. But what, what I did my best and what I didn't know at the time is my best didn't matter because the fix was in. Because I was the lamb to the slaughter picked by the political office of the White House that this was all figured out. Someone's, someone somehow, and it did go to the, or at least went to Lee. I don't know if it actually went to the president, to be uh, certain. Although, uh, very quickly, this was uh, as a result of this campaign. I got to fly on Air Force One, um, because because my candidate did, and so what we needed was footage of my candidate with the president. So, one morning they flew my candidate up to Washington on like a forty nine dollar prop job flight. He got off, immediately went to Andrews Air Force Base where we could shoot him getting on Air Force One with Ronald Reagan, shoot him on Air Force One with Ronald Reagan, most importantly, shoot him getting off Air Force One. The wave shot, door opens, Secret Service comes down. Okay, action. Ronald Reagan comes out, waves. Thousands of people cheering. A second later, who comes out? The unknown county judge and Tupperware salesman, my client. And Ronald Reagan puts his arm around him, and he waves. Thousands of people go wild. And then Ronald Reagan that night in Dothan, Alabama, gives a speech, which I was allowed to write a section of, a short, short section. And I got to film it because what I wanted, what I needed, was Ronald Reagan laying of hands on my candidate. I needed him saying, we need a man like, you know, Joe. America has to have a man like Joe. Alabama can't survive without a man like Joe. You need Joe. Thousands of people cheer wildly. Well, the best way to get what you want is to, you know, again, I didn't know at the time, 
They were going to say yes to almost anything within reasonable boundaries. They were certainly going to say yes to my request that if you would allow me to write some things into the speech, I can shoot them. And then I've got the most powerful commercials that we're going to have in this campaign. No one's ever going to know Joe, but everybody knows and loves Ronald Reagan. Yes, even in a state that was 5% Republican. And the rest is uh, history. I didn't get a piece of the gravel contract, but I did get to sit. I said my single demand. I was offered all these bonuses. And I said, oh, no, you don't. And I don't know, that may be done to this day, but I never did it because my old boss, David Garth, said to me, you never, ever accept anything other than what your fee. You can negotiate your fee, but once you accept it, it's never contingent. It's never contingent on anything. It's what it is. And the moment you agree, that's what it is. You never go back on it a penny. You never accept offers of bonuses because it sullies you. It implies that you're not doing your best, but you would do your best if they gave you an extra $25,000. It's insulting. It's demeaning. You don't do it. And I was offered more in that race in Alabama. I was offered more people pulling me aside saying, I, I didn't know this at the time, but now I know or realize that it was other people who were going to be in on part of the gravel contract, you know, to pave all the roads in the state or, you know, who got to run all the God knows what, you know, that the governor makes all those decisions. That's where we started. This rambling dissertation is the power of a governor to decide everything. I think Alabama and by the way, New Jersey, I found later are two of the states where the chief executive officer are pretty much equivalent to the president of the United States. If you're governor of Alabama, you essentially have the powers of serfdom. You have prima noct. You get to sleep with all the women on their wedding night. You get to decide the gravel contract. Are you kidding me? You're God. If you're governor of most states, certainly Alabama. So when finally the uh, offer of a bonus was actually uttered by my candidate, I got out of a, a mortifying moment by saying to him, sir, I can't entertain an offer of any kind of bonus or renegotiation. I hope you appreciate my position. However, if you feel I need further incentive here, then when you win, when you are governor, I want to sit with you in the governor's box at the Alabama-Auburn game next year. And he said, would you like that in writing, son? And I said, no, no, governor. He wasn't then, but, you know, you do that every once in a while to, to, to shine your client on a little bit. I said, no, governor, your word is fine with me. And the happy ending to this story well, is that I won and made money and, and and made my bones and my reputation more or less on this race. But a happier story, part of the story is, I got to sit in the governor's box at the 50-yard line at the Alabama-Auburn game. Roll Tide! This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. 
By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now.